You evoke light out of the universe. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Speaking Into the Verse. I am your one and only band manager, head coach, and podcast host, well, one and only Braden. <clears throat> so it's really cool and kind of, kind of funny. Um, this podcast I started at 11.11, which has just been constantly shown in my face lately. Um, I have a friend who actually like posts every time she sees it. She sees it like every day. So um, all the numbers and everything, I've been feeling really in tune lately. So that, that was kind of a cool coincidence that I was like, I'm going to do a podcast tonight. And then I sat down and it's like, oh, it's 11.11. But um, today's going to be a little bit of a two-parter. Um, I wanted to talk about, I've been saying it, I think, out of a few podcasts before about talking about conspiracies. So a couple of them have been on my mind lately and I would wanted to get into some of them um, that don't require much research because they're really just kind of abstract thoughts and ways that I think the world is working and kind of like a, like a, what if this is the way things are? Um, so we'll get into that in the second half, but the first half I wanted to talk about, um, I don't know if it's a condition or like a a self-diagnosis, but basically what happened is I went on a date and, um, I don't know how this got brought up in the conversation in the date, but, uh, she asked me like, like thinking in my mind, if I close my eyes, can I like imagine things? And the straight up honest answer is if I'm, if I have no like other sensory things coming in, sound, noises, I'm not actively doing anything and I just, and close my eyes and think really hard about like a barn or an, some type of imagery, I, I can kind of trace it out in my head. But for the most part, if I'm doing anything and I just like close my eyes, it's just kind of like black. I'm doing it right now as I'm talking about this. It's just black and I see like a lot of little like just like a billion little like dots and specks next to each other that are all all like red, yellow, and blue and they're just everywhere and that's what it looks like. Obviously if there's light or anything in the in the room like the this computer screen that I'm talking into right now like I can see the kind of the redness from my eyelids on the inside but there's just all these little dots and then if I try to like instead of picture the dots picture like a ball bouncing it, it's not there and i did some research on this like a while ago and it's called cognitive anesthesia or anesthesia hold on let me pull up the word so i can pronounce this properly aphantasia that's what it's called cognitive aphantasia um and when i did research about this it's normally induced by like head trauma uh which is brings me into like a really weird spot because i have had head trauma i've been hit by a couple cars i was hiking up a waterfall and the person up above me actually kicked down a rock that just placed right on top of my dome um actually hit me so hard that i was like woozy and the friends that i was climbing with had to carry me back down the mountain um I can kind of remember that incident because after I got hit, I was like lethargic. It was like instantly I had 15 shots and a beer. I was just like drunk and in a stupor and they had to carry me back down the mountain. And I was like trying not to fall asleep in the car. 
and like a whole bunch of stupid teenagers instead of asking for help or like going to the hospital we're just like get him into bed make sure he drinks water and you know i think i woke up the next day with a little bit like a headache that lasted for the weekend and then i was fine by monday um never got checked out never had a cat scan still don't know if that (coughs) excuse me i don't know if like I could imagine things and my imagine imagination was better before that instance and then all of a sudden that instance happened and then it was bad afterwards. Like I can't tell you straight up if this has been going on like my entire life since I was born or after a specific incident if my ability to imagine things in my head went away, if that makes sense. Because as a kid, I can't really remember imagining things. Those aren't like core memories that have stuck with me. Um there was also a time where um, I was snowboarding with my brother and at the end of the day getting super cocky and confident. And this is why they say, like, the la- when you say, like, this is the last run, just make it a normal run. Don't do anything extra crazy because that's <clears throat> most of the time when people get hurt. But we decided to hit kickers in the in the park that um, Sundance has and – I mean, they're nothing crazy, nothing insane. I've never been good enough at skiing or snowboarding to do anything like X Games worthy, but we just wanted to catch some air off some jumps. And uh, I went off the second kicker there and over-rotated backwards. Like, I didn't keep my board straight. <coughs> so by the time I came down on the slope, my neck was already the first thing that was going to hit the ground. So like the top of my shoulders hit and I just my head just like reverberated back into the ramp where everyone has been landing and just packing the snow down. So it was basically concrete smacked, got up um, and this is hard for me to remember, too, because I, re- I remember getting knocked out or not knocked out, but just feeling out of it, like in the cartoon with birds flying around your head like I'd hit. And then I just sat there and there's like. Tweety birds flying around my head for a second. And then my brother did the kickers, saw me fall down, came up and was like, hey, you want to go for the next run? Another run? And I was like, no, I'm good. But if you want to go, you can go. And he knew at that moment that I had done something. fucked myself up because I never back out of going on another run unless I have to work or something. But he knew something had drastically happened to me because I never back out. And I went back home afterwards, and I was I was with my ex wife at the time, and she said that she remembered me like having like little Tourette's seizure type spasms while I was laying in bed, and then went to sleep, and then again didn't go to the doctor, no CAT scans, nothing, never got checked out, just went to bed, same thing, couple he- headaches, and then back to normal, but it makes me wonder <clears throat> what kind of personality changes have happened since both those incidents what kind of cognitive ability is lost and then if it had kind of induced this cognitive aphantasia um like i didn't have it before now i have it now because when i did research on it it said that some people are born this way very very small percentage of people are born with no ability to imagine things in their head um and then mo- some people, most people, if they have this condition, that it's induced by like a traumatic um, event to the head. So I don't know, but it what now that it make now that I think about it, it's one of those things like everybody has 
varying degrees of this condition some people are like have photographic memories and can close their eyes and think of like a specific sentence in a book that they read and then there's me who i close my eyes and for the most part it's just black and then there's all that gray area in the middle and some people are better and some people are worse it's kind of it's kind of crazy it's like like um i was talking to my a really good friend of mine right now and she brought up a point it's like everybody like you keep pointing to the color green you say like that's green and the other person in the room be like yeah that's green but you don't know for sure if they're seeing the color like you don't even know if you're seeing green like green should be and they don't know if they are seeing green like green should be we just both have been calling that shade that color the same name our entire life and apparently it's close enough that both of you can recognize it as green but you don't know how people see that and that applies across the board to so much now that i thought about it it's like it applies to like everything like people's behaviors colors in the world sounds uh literature entertainment family time like every single little aspect of everyone's lives they're seeing at different varying and different degrees across the board because some someone might say like yeah family time is really important and in my head, I'm like, yeah, I mean, out of a scale from 1 to 10, it's like a 8 or a 9, especially with my brother Cooper. And then another person, because of their like dramatic experiences or how their family dynamic is going, they can agree. They'll be like, yeah, family time is really important. But in their head, it's like a 3 or a 4. But we all agree that family time is important. They're just seeing family time as a different shade, if that makes sense. Uh, it's just kind of nutty just how much every single human varies and i see this physically at the gym all the time and i i love appreciating it which kind of seems weird that i'm just like at the gym staring at everybody else but i do i'm a people watcher and an observer so when i'm at the gym i'll just kind of look around and i'm like dang like there's the it's like a random people generator which is i guess what humans are i'm saying something like i'm going on a really long roundabout tangent way of pointing out the obvious that through genes and through people and time, there's just so many different types of us. And I appreciate and I love it all because every time I meet someone, there's no way they can be the same as other people that I've met. Everyone has just slightly variation, different appreciation of different things. And I talked about it before, but I used to think in this very black and white way, this very yin and yang way, And I'm so happy that I've kind of taken the chance and practice seeing things in uh, things and people as in a scaled manner or having more gray area. But back to cognitive aphantasia, it makes me think so there's like this phenomenon when someone goes blind or deaf, all of the other senses in the body get heightened because the brain no longer has to process information that's coming in from the eyeballs. So it's got more energy, more more space to pay attention to the like the opposite sensory um, senses, sensory senses, great brain. That was very smart. Um, if I have cognitive aphantasia because I'm self-diagnosed, I'm like a hypochondriac. I've never talked to anybody who like a doctor or anybody about this, but um 
I wonder if because my brain's not spending extra time processing information to make like imaginative pictures in my head, if I my cognitive span is focused in other sp- in other places, like maybe more towards towards emotional because I'm a very emotional person. I think, or my speech, maybe I'm a little bit better at talking than other people i i don't know i'm not trying to say that i am i'm just thinking in my brain if it has more available hard drive disk space for other things because it's not working on being imaginative then i wonder what else like what other benefits i'm getting or if i'm completely wrong in like the fact that i've lost the ability to imagine things or i never had it that's just gone, declined, and there is no space for anything else. And my brain just is the way it is with that now missing. Um, hasn't really gained anything from that. I try to have the silver lining and the positive mindset about it, but it's it's very interesting. And I kind of want to go around and just ask everybody, like, how easy, if I could tell you to picture an apple and then a worm crawling out of it, like, can you do that? And what does it look like? And I wish I could just get like a photograph, like a, like their mouth just opens up and a uh, Polaroid film just spits out of that image that I asked them to think about what it would look like. And across the board for everybody, like all those pictures put together, what would they be? I think that would be pretty freaking cool. Like I was on a date and she just took like receipt paper and we both tried to draw an eye and the way that I drew an eye and the way she drew an eye like completely like both eyeballs she's very skilled very talented and you know I can draw a little bit but just the the variations was it was crazy to notice so I would love to see that like what if I ask every, like a thousand people to think of an, a worm crawling about an apple and get that Polaroid picture of that moment in time in their head? What all the different very like all the different copies I'd get would be really really cool. But yeah, that's my those are my thoughts on on this. I don't know. It's not a condition because I don't think it's really hurting me in any way, but. The other thing too is like I'm not much of a dreamer. Like regardless of hours spent dreaming or hours sleeping or how tired I am or if I've had like caffeine right before bed or nicotine or any of that stuff, like I go to sleep and I wake up and I want like I need to do more research on this actually, like look it up, but I have probably like I'd say like 2 to 3 dreams in a month. And I admit I think people dream way more often than that I, I don't know i could be wrong but i feel like i don't dream that much and i wonder if that's because my brain has trouble coming up with images or if i just enjoy life so much that i feel like i'm living a dream so my mind doesn't feel like it needs to come up with imaginative things to think about because i like i look around at everything and think it's kind of crazy and out of this world anyways who knows but so, conspiracy. So the one I've been thinking about, we're just going to do a quick, fast, just right on to the next topic here thing. Because if I keep talking about this cognitive stuff, I could just tangent on forever. Coffee first, though.
so this conspiracy is kind of I, a little bit of a backstory here is I used to work for the post office in the city that's close to us. So I'd have a lot of time to listen to podcasts and music or just sit in my truck and do my route and just think about tons of stuff. But uh, one day specifically, I got like a, I don't know if it was like a blessing from the universe or I just was like really well rested that day and just had extra cognitive abilities. But I was like on a mind high and ideas were just flowing through and i actually like had to pull over my my van truck thing whatever and write down this movie idea that i had um that's all based off of the premise that uh the inside of the earth has a gravity generator in it this which is why like we're stuck here and it's so hard to get off the planet into the atmosphere and then off into space and also why I think that humans, most humans, like if you ask like, hey, would you go into space? They'd be like, yeah, I mean, I could. I, obviously, I'm nervous and I've never done that before. So it makes my palms sweat a little bit, but I could see myself in space. You'd be like, okay, yeah. But then if you ask any human, like how much would you like to be in a submarine, you know, a thousand miles underneath the ocean? And almost, I think, universally across the board, most people are like, no, I do not like being under that much water like in the dark um and i and that's like where the conspiracy comes from is that okay so my movie idea this will this will help tie it together better if i tell you my movie idea so my movie idea is that a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away blah 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 we were advanced humans that had the ability to transfer travel the universe um, planet to planet, but we were bad. We were like <clears throat> killing other aliens to take over their planets for resources and to over, we were overpopulated. So we we're trying to move around the universe and find new homes and new places to be. We're also at war with a couple of, of, of other races and, um, the, like the universe council basically got together <clears throat> and decided that we were, you know, the, the worst and all the other races banded together and got on the same page and were like, yeah, these, these guys aren't good anymore. Kind of like everyone deciding that Germany was the worst during World War Two, And we all banded, everyone banded against, banded together against the Nazi regime. So we were basically just space Nazis going around killing everybody and they didn't like that. But we had one thing that the rest of everyone did, which was AI, these robots that were capable of combat both with like laser guns and and cool space tech weapons that i still have to kind of iron out in my idea but uh combat and also like strategy and being very intelligent and smart so um, it kind of made us unstoppable we were doing whatever we want but through the rest of the universe banding together against us they were able to beat us and they were just going to wipe our species out altogether. But the council decided that that's not fair and we can't just errat eradicate a whole species. We're here for a reason. So they kept two, an Adam and an Eve, and stuck us on Earth. And then um, decided to put gravity inside the planet because that would kind of make it so the time it took humanity to grow back and then be capable of space travel again 
then they could fly off the planet and by then they must have learned their lesson and they would be changed because they the Adam and the Eve that they stuck on our planet, they wiped their members. This is very abstract and very out there, but I think it'd be a really cool movie idea. Um, and that would be like the first movie. So the first movie would start with us kind of like going on a rampage, killing everybody, lots of scenes of like humans with their AI robots, like killing other alien families and children and being horrible and like cool war scenes with all the other like space species until the very end. Like there's a, like a big battle and we're finally put in our place and the council decides to send us back and then like the the very last scene of the movie would be like adam and eve stepping out of a cave with their mind erased on earth and then it would just cut to black and that would be the first movie and then the second movie would be fast forwarding um let's see i can't i'm not, I'm not very versed on the spans of human time but however many years later until now in like current 2023 20, civilization it would cut to that time and there would be like a group of scientists in college um working on like their degrees in um psychology and like technology like mixed together because what i want to set up is that in out in space in the outer universe there is a different alien race that's like taking over and being the new bad guys and killing everybody and kind of doing what humans used to do in the past to everybody else and then that same universe council getting together and saying like we can't do this even if we band together there's no way we're going to beat them we need reinforcements uh how are those humans doing and then uh there'd be kind of like a discussion and an argument and at the end of the day they would decide like that's not a good idea we can't bring humans back because or back into space culture because they're capable of the same monstrosities we're dealing with now and then what would happen is the bad guy alien race would actually kill the father of like a space princess and she's just gonna get like really emotional that they're not doing anything to help fix the problem now she lost a family member over it so she jumps in her little spaceship, space pod, whatever, travels down to Earth, finds these scientists who are now, like, kind of the main characters, and says, like, hey, you guys are capable of this. Like, this is what your past looks like. You just need to figure out space travel and AI, and then, like, the universe, we need your help. You need to come save us. And they're like, okay, great. We can do, like, that sounds awesome, but we don't have the technology or the AI to do that. We're like we're fighting politically and stuff over here on the planet now. So there's no way we could band together to help you guys. And then the aliens like, oh, all you guys need is like psilocybin mushrooms mixed with acid on LSD. Put that together in this like crazy combination that will allow your mind to work in a certain way. And then you can beat the gravity generator that they install here to keep you guys here. So they like do a, a psychedelic trip experience and then all of a sudden everything clicks together. They invent a good AI um, who's more like protective and benign and less like attacking and <clears throat> um, murderous because the AI from before are, were obviously intended for bad things. Not obviously, but I say like obvious, like everyone knows this idea. Like this is my, my idea, <laughs> but the, it'll be the exact opposite from the AI from before so this one's good with good intentions benign instead of aggressive um and also it's installed with like a light 
um, from the inside. So I'm kind of thinking like the robots from iRobot with Will Smith and Shia LaBeouf, where they're like kind of like clear translucent with mechanical components that are showing, but like facial expressions. And on the inside would be a light that would change colors due to like the emotional state of the AI. So if it was like yellow, it's actually like happy and blue is like loyal and red's anger, obviously. Uh, and that way the humans can visually see how the AI are feeling. Cause it's hard to like, even with humans, if someone's not very expressive on their face, you can't really tell what's going inside their mind or how they're, how they're feeling. People can tell you like, I'm upset. That pissed me off. I'm super happy right now. We laugh and then, you know, like that person thinks that's funny, but with a robot who is like emotionless um, <clears throat> and is strictly in its head thinking, you don't know how it's feeling. So they make, they'll make the insides show color to represent the emotions. So that way they can kind of like keep a grasp on the AI and don't let them get out of control. Because if it's a sentient, if it really can think for itself, it might decide like humans are meat bags that are pointless and just poop and pee all the time and we fight each other over money which is just a construct built by the government blah 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 don't get me started <clears throat> anyways we take this advanced new ai that we trust we gather up like some of the best special forces in the united states make our own space force and i'm doing the air quotes because it wouldn't be space force it would be cooler than space force like the nittiest grittiest like green berets led by joe rogan himself and then like an army of these ai robots and we launch into space to go fight the the bad guys and that's like the end of the second movie so the first movie would kind of like start off super heavy with action and stuff and then get like more political and um <clears throat> political and then end in action and then start off with adam and eve and then that's the end of the first movie and then the second movie would start off um kind of more political just getting to know these like these group of scientists like i'm thinking like mid 20 year olds and there's probably like four of them and like give me like the classic like i want like a sarcastic punky like short girl and like a tall lanky nerdy lovable white guy or white person oh shoot did i just get i think i just got recently trapped tall lanky nerdy dude there you go that's better and then give me like a a guy who looks like he could play football and stuff like that, a little bit more attractive, but he's actually like super smart. Um, give me one of those scientists, nerdy dudes, and then maybe one other off character who probably like doesn't say that much, but is just like stupid smart, like Stephen Hawking smart, and he's part of the group. So like, there's four of them. They become like the new main characters, and then the first AI that they create is like the like competes for main characterness with these four. And he's got like he's the only AI with a name. So those four plus that side AI, the army of AIs, and then the elite squad of humans that we've decided they go off into space uh, to fight and help the universe out. And then boom, that's the end of the second movie. And then the third movie, I want just like straight badassery, like no slow moments. Just we go into space. We start saving people. There's like space battle scenes. We lose a whole bunch of our guys and our AI, but all the scientists survive. Um, at the end, there's like maybe we got to find like a main protagonist. Um, sorry, not protagonist, antagonist for this movie. And there's like a big scene where like our AI, let's just call him Bob, fights the 
main antagonist at the very end of the movie defeats him and then somehow like shuts down all of the bad guys and uh oh that was my other idea is that the the antagonist the way they've been taking over the entire universe is one of their guys found um humanity's version of ai recreated it duplicated it, improved upon it and now they're like more badass and awesome um but doing bad things so not actually awesome horrible and disastrous but yeah so our main ai fights their main ai and then our main good guy let's just say like sylvester stallone and dolph lundgren at the very end like they're like it's a double battle with those two for like the fate of the universe and obviously i like movies where the good guys win so the good guys will win and then that's the end of three movies so it's a trilogy it's already set up i've already thought everything through i've got way more notes and like names of characters designs for the ai but it's all based off of this like conspiracy theory that i've had that the only reason that humans have to deal with gravity or the only real reason that gravity exists is that there's a giant generator on the inside of the planet um to keep us here because we used to be horrible and the universe is trying to give us a second chance to be better which is kind of cool to think about because like i do want to see humanity succeed and i do want us to like do better but if you the the actual conspiracies that are going on right now where there's like a new world order and the epstein island stuff and all these politicians who are being blackmailed and head, held against their will to make decisions for those that have those shackles on them like if you actually believe that they're all true which like i'm right on the fence because i don't have proof but it makes sense Ooh, i just rhymed um and I lost my train of thought by rhyming. Dang, why do I have to be so smart? Uh, <clears throat> if you think about those people being under the fierce hand of those above them who hold blackmail or whatever, um, and the decisions they're making that affect our everyday life, like it makes me want to grab something violent and go to a certain place and try to get those people out of power. But, yeah. So that's that's one conspiracy that I've been kind of thinking about lately. And then that bleeds into the second conspiracy that the rest of the in- universe isn't actually outside, like upwards into space and outwards. It's actually inside at the center of the, um, the earth is kind of one of those, like the image of a black hole where everything's big on one side and big on the other. And it meets kind of like in a dual funnel in the middle. And that if we figure out how to actually get through to that center and pop out the funnel on the other side there's like a, there'll be like a completely different world um and that's where the actual other side of the universe is and we have no idea what's on that other side trying to get in onto us too um kind of a wild idea to think about because the only piece of information that i know to be true is that oct this is a really weird jump but we're gonna make it yeah we're gonna make this jump uh <laughs> octopus or octopi do not match their dna sequence does not match any other species or animal known on the planet they have their own uh dna set and if you think what octopi are capable of doing um changing colors and camouflage outsmarting humans in the aquariums that they live in 
what they're able to do with like their bodies you can tort their heads and their brains and like smush and go through like tiny places they're very alien like like if you had an octopus in your house and it was like chasing you around you'd be so freaked out like that they look like aliens like that could be definitely something in a in a scary movie that's hunting down humans and killing people and they like, wrapped all their tentacles around your head and like pop it off and then eat your head and just leave the rest of your body like that movie would be terrifying and I'm actually kind of nervous that an octopus might be in my room right now and chase me around. That's It's just freaky. So they look like aliens, but they're from the ocean. So there's two theories. Either one, and here's where we're making the jump. So one theory is that an asteroid carrying octopus DNA, octopi DNA, landed in the ocean. It mixed in with the current, like, um, oh, brain. I can't come up with words when you want them. I don't say biodome, but that's not close. <laughs> the current biology that was going on in the ocean, um, those germs and the H2O help grow the those like octopi seeds that came on the asteroid, and that's how we got octop octopi. Or in conjunction with like my theory that the inside of the Earth is actually a black hole or a portal into a different universe, they just like pop through the portal because they're so fucking smart and they like camouflage their way through and like snuck in. Um, into our ocean yeah that's those are like a couple ideas so kind of cool not doom and gloom i try not to focus or dwell too much on like the doom and gloom conspiracies like the entire school system being geared to just prep people for a nine to five life to pay taxes and then die or to continue to feed big pharma and keep them powerful and as busy as uh financially stable as they are like all of those ones i do believe or think about sometimes and they definitely could be true or they could not be true but they're kind of doom and gloomy my conspiracies are the like are we living in a multiverse where every single moment and second of every single day has a infinite number of different branches that we can go off into like the example i brought up on that date was like at work i stepped off like a four foot deck and in my mind, I don't know why I thought about this at this moment, but I did. When I stepped off the deck, I was like, in a different universe, I just broke my toe. In a different universe, I just broke my ankle. In a different universe, I bonked my head and died. In another universe, this section of the Earth's crust blew away and I fell into lava. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, those are the conspiracies that I like to think about. Um, and maybe I need to write a few more down and get them, like, the thoughts well processed out uh to go through them but i might like i'm gonna be straight up honest here that talking about them makes me feel like i'm crazy and that other people might view me as crazy or woo woo and for that reason i don't like expressing them and that was like a really introspective thing that i just did in this moment but that's why i don't like talking about them because i feel like people are just gonna look at me like i'm crazy so I need to get over that and just say that these are thoughts that I've had and I like to express them because this is my podcast and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah, so those are my two things for the day. Just cognitive and Fantasia and a little bit of conspiracy in my movie idea. The, oh, the name of the movie is called Calamity. Um, yeah, so bef before I go, I just want to challenge anybody who listens to this, like close your eyes and try to think of like i said like a worm crawling out of an apple or imagine a scene or anything like how well does it look compared to your actual vision like if i try to imagine my 
coffee mug that's right in front of me in my head it's like really obscure and the lines aren't sharp sharp and my mind likes to zoom in like on the top of the cup and it's i'm looking at it really closely more closer than it is in front of me so like i want to know i wish i could talk to anybody who's listened to this and ask you like when i asked you to imagine that what does it look like and how how clear is that picture for you and is it light because when i close my eyes and i'm trying to imagine it's dark and so I'm wondering if you're able to imagine yourself out of the darkness and when you close your eyes, make it light instead of dark. That'd be really cool. But um, also, before I head out, I don't know I'm getting spazzy and weird here, but I'm tired. Uh, I've gotten a couple engagements on my Instagram from like reels and posts that I've made for the podcast. And the feeling I got when I saw someone react and like like something um, wasn't because like I felt like I was getting getting popular. It was in like in a vain a vain manner that I appreciated this. It's more of in a when I set out to do this podcast. It was it's literally just for me to talk and get my ideas out, my thoughts, and I've I've stuck to that up until now, and I don't plan on ever changing it. But I did say if I ever I don't care if I reach one person, ten people. 800 people or like the whole world um if i can at least like affect or change one person's mind or make them smile for that day then this entire thing will be a success so as of right now um episode 14 this podcast is successful and i've accomplished the mission i set out to because i affected one person's um actually there's been a few people but at least i affected one person's day and they they got such a endorphin rush not rush but their emotions were impacted by what I said and what I put out into the world. So that makes me feel feel fulfilled. Um, and on that note, I bid thee adieu. Appreciate anybody who uh, took their time out to listen to this. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.